Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Our stories are constantly evolving and changing, right? I mean, just when we think things will turn out a certain way, something changes, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. And then we find our main character, ourselves, facing a totally different future with a brand new end goal in mind. Or maybe that end goal stays the same and the pathway to get there just takes a few unexpected dips and turns. Uh, Regardless, our stories are always making up who we are. And it's just so important that we have an awareness of that. A huge part of knowing who we are, which is a topic that we dug into a few episodes ago, you know, it involves things that you would guess, right? Moral values, beliefs, commitments, priorities. But a huge part of knowing who we are involves knowing your story. You need to know the story of your life so that you can know the role that you, as the main character, play in it. You need to know the story of your life so that you can know the role that you, as the main character, play in it. So let's just pretend that you and I are going to grab coffee together. Let's say that you get there a little bit earlier than I do. So you've already picked a table. You're sipping on something really yummy and just kind of scrolling through your phone while you wait. Uh, We've never met, by the way. So I hurry through the line, get whatever drink it is I'm feeling, and I finally come to sit across the table from you. And we start out just kind of chatting about, I don't know, maybe the weather, something very superficial because... I don't know about you, but I always think it's a little bit awkward when you get into a really deep discussion and then you're interrupted because your name gets called when your order's ready and then you have to like awkwardly get up. Okay, sorry, gotta go get my drink. Uh, We don't want to do that. So uh, eventually, though, I do break away from the superficial conversation, get my drink, maybe get a straw, come back. And now it is time for the DMC, the Deep Meaningful Conversation. And if you know me, you know that I absolutely love this. So now that we are in my favorite phase of chatter, the meaningful phase, um, I look across the table and I ask you, what's your story? What's your story? I know that's a super open-ended question and in reality, I would probably get a deer in the headlights look and response, but what would you say? I mean, would you even know where to begin? Because I think that most of us would not. We would not know exactly where to dive right in in order to tell our entire life story. But the very first step in answering that question of what's your story is believing that you have a story to tell. And you might scoff this part off saying, okay, Brigida, I can fast forward this part. I know that I have a story to tell and that's super cheesy, but just hear me out in this example really quickly because I, I think that this is a trap that we can very easily fall into. Haven't we all been in a brand new 
maybe it's a class, a new team, a new group fellowship or some sort where we all get in that circle and we go around and say our name, where we're from and one interesting fact or or something really similar to that. And like half the people (laughs) say something like, hi, my name's Brigida. I'm from Kentucky. And well, I don't know. I'm just not that interesting. I mean, seriously, I went to a new group fellowship just the other night and I was towards the end of the circle, right? So a lot of people went before me. I had a ton of time to think and come up with something interesting. But the best that I got was, hi, my name's Brigida. I'm from Kentucky. We don't have any pets and I have a freckle on my lip that sometimes people mistakenly think is chocolate. That's it. I'm not joking. That's all I got was a freckle for a fun fact. And I clearly was not believing that I had anything more interesting and worthwhile to share. And that's honestly what was going through my mind. I was like, you know, I mean, I guess I could share this, but like, that's not that cool. Or I could share this, but who who cares, you know? And that's wrong. I'm just going to tell you now to save you some time. You do have a story to tell and you have one that I personally would love to listen to. And if that's not enough for you to just change your mind like the flip of a switch to all of a sudden feel like you have a story worth sharing openly, it might help if you just shift your perspective a tiny bit. But we'll get to that. For the rest of this episode, we're going to cover the benefits of knowing your story and how it all ties into leadership. So first... The personal benefits of knowing your story and how it benefits you specifically is, one, it places you within your right context. Two, it makes you more confident. And three, knowing your story will help you become a better leader. So personal benefit number one, or the first reason why knowing your story is beneficial, is that knowing your own story places you within the right context. And what on earth does that mean? Oftentimes, I think we can lose our identity in the identity of whatever it is we are a part of. So whether that's a sorority, a company, a team, even a family, right? Your kids' activities, your spouse's job. Uh, So have you ever heard the saying of how we become the sum of the top five people we hang around? We all pick up habits from other people. We copy different ways of dressing or expressing ourselves, all sorts of things. And that's totally normal. So if you go into any sort of a group... You just want to be mindful not to lose yourself in it. And I'd like to pull a nugget from Shannon Polson's book, The Grit Factor, to explain this, actually. Her, her book has an entire chapter devoted to this topic of knowing your story. And she writes about an inspiring leader, quote, To be effective and to truly lead, she has to continue to understand her own story, both the degree to which it exists as a thing apart and how it exists within the larger whole, end quote. So I'm going to rephrase that and repeat it really quickly. To be effective and to truly lead, you have to continue to understand your own story, both the degree to which your story exists apart from the group you're with, and understand the degree to which your story exists within that group. So in other words, it's know your story then the story of that larger community that you find yourself in and in that order. So often we skip the first part, but knowing your story first is exactly what's going to keep you from getting lost in the fray and it'll help you make sense of where you best fit as a piece in that really large puzzle that you've just become a part of, which is the the organization that you're a member of. So Personal benefit number one, knowing your story helps you place yourself within your right context. And then I think kind of goes without saying, once you know sort of where you fit as a piece in the puzzle, 
you can really start to to leverage that to to do really really well performance wise wherever you are whatever your job description is that one small shift just pays huge dividends so personal benefit number two uh, knowing your own story makes you more confident and for this one I actually have some personal testimony with so full transparency I am the personality type that takes hard things that I've done in my life and says so what could have been worse Uh, and I just kind of like let it roll off my shoulders is no big deal. And I took advantage of this incredibly educational opportunity where I was able to partner with someone to learn about balancing hormone levels of all things. And even though her area of expertise was not in mental and emotional well-being, she was just extremely aware And the more we chatted, the more she picked up on this habit that I had that was extremely dismissive of certain parts of my story or certain parts about my background or or just things that I've done. What ended up happening is I would throw away certain hardships and I didn't give them the value that they needed in my memory to really include them in my story. So I basically ignored all the challenges I pushed through, which at the end of the day left me a little bit low in self-confidence because if you do that, if you do what I did, if you discard the valleys that you walked through as not having been as hard as they actually were, or another really big one, if you compare your past to things that others have experienced and think, okay, well, they had it worse, Uh, my situation wasn't that bad, then what can happen is you can reflect back on the past and you can become absolutely blind to all of the little winks. All the little affirmation winks where you did that hard thing and you popped out on the other side, where you stepped out of your comfort zone and grew, even though it was very uncomfortable, maybe painful, and you're missing out on that huge confidence boost that recognizing those parts of your story can provide for you. So this hormone coach and friend of mine asked me to just speak my life story. She kind of heard and saw this area of, of weakness in my mental thinking. And she said, you know, speak your life story. And I did. So one day in a long 30 or so minute car ride, I voice memoed her the longest voice memo I've ever sent. And I just talked through middle school, high school, college, family, marriage, long distance, peaks, valleys. And there was something so powerful about for the first time, just telling my whole story. I kid you not. I woke up the next morning with a much more confident posture and attitude towards the day and about myself. And I think that this is because I finally knew my story. So before telling my story, I knew bits and pieces of it. So it's not that I didn't know who I was before I spoke through my life story. That's not what I'm trying to say. But before doing this exercise, I only knew bits and pieces. And when I knew bits and pieces and had never put it into a sequential order before, it became very easy for me to ignore the parts of my story that deserved a high five. Because this exercise created this timeline in my mind that very confidently stuck and kind of made it impossible for me to just like, oh, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to skip that part. You know, I couldn't say that. Um, So a lot of people, I think, would also refer to this light bulb experience after this exercise as finding my voice in a way, just if that helps you picture the benefit that I'm trying to convey. But, but really it just made me go through everything in a sequential order 
and reminded me of all the things that I generally tend to omit. And even if I didn't share this with anybody, it made a big difference in, in me internally because it just reminded me, okay, yep, I did that. All right, I did that. I can do this next thing. So personal benefit number two of what knowing your story can do for you is it makes you more confident. And I think that looks different for everybody. For me, obviously, like my this this testimony would share for me what that did, knowing my story uh, made me more aware of the things that deserve a, a high five and made me not blind any longer to all of the affirmation winks of my past. So personal benefit number three, knowing your story will help you become that much more of a better leader. But why? A few reasons. Uh, Knowing your story helps you communicate and helps others communicate with you because what happens is you find areas where the two of you can relate and then you can have much more fruitful and productive conversations. So when I shared that exercise, uh, walking through my my entire life, basically, uh, what I didn't share was how this friend of mine only made that possible by first sharing her story with me. So she, in a sense, blazed the trail with her first displaying the confidence of somebody who knew her own story and had come to understand the importance of knowing your story. And then she encouraged me from kind of a role model-esque perspective to do the same. She went first and I followed. So you knowing your story is going to help you lead because it will help you communicate and be communicated with. And it will open the doors for that two-way vulnerability that will then help you kind of lift other people up into their leadership potential. And it will also let you lead in deeper matters than you probably imagined you'd be able to. Because when you kind of open the doors for that, then you kind of, you get to see behind people's facade that they put up. And that is just so, so beneficial if you're going to lead anybody through anything, basically. So not only that, not only does it help you communicate and helps other people communicate with you, but it benefits your leadership because it helps other people gain your trust. And for this, I want you to just kind of put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's following you. Wouldn't you want to know where you're going? So wouldn't you want to know things about the leader that you're following? I think knowing where you've been really helps other people trust where you're going and where you as the leader are taking them. Knowing where you've been really helps followers trust in where you're going and where you as the leader are taking them. And I liken this almost to choosing a restaurant to go to. So we all read the reviews first, I'm pretty sure. We all read the comments and the recent posts from customers on the Facebook page. And that lets you know kind of, okay, yes, this restaurant has been great in the past. They give It gives you a pretty solid idea of what you can expect if you choose to eat there. Or uh, another example is if someone runs for office, any political office, we are often super interested in how they grew up, what past career experiences they had, so that we can use that information and apply it to how we gauge the way in which they'll view issues and solve problems of the future. So just like that, when people know some of the lessons that you have learned, some of the things that you have walked through, then they can get an idea of the values that you extracted from that and maybe they're values that are super important to the, this person who's who's watching you. And maybe it's really important for them to have this you know, certain value expressed in a boss that they want for a job position. It doesn't really matter what the specific situation is. But 
I think if you'd like to do a better job of letting, of helping other people be confident in the direction that you are going, just put yourself in their shoes and ask yourself, okay, what do I want to know about a leader that I'm following? And then look at the people who are following you to answer that question for them. So just to recap a little bit, the personal benefits of knowing your story or how it benefits you to know your story is it places you within your right context. And when you are there, you are so much more ready to go forward. Personal benefit number two, it makes you more confident. And personal benefit number three, it helps you be a better leader, plain and simple, because it helps you communicate, helps others communicate with you and helps you gain the trust of whoever is following you. And if this is not enough to convince you that you have a story worth sharing, if you would still be at the very end of the circle of brand new friends just going around saying their name, where they're from, and you just can't think of a good fun fact, replace that thought that you don't have anything interesting to share with the possibility that whatever you do share could be a blessing to somebody else. So maybe they will feel inspired by something you've overcome. Maybe whatever you share will help them realize that they aren't the only ones going through something tough. Or maybe they'll just realize that the two of you have something in common and want to be your friend. You honestly never know. So my challenge for you from this episode is to just tell your story. Tell it to a friend. Record it for nobody in a voice memo app on your phone, write it down in a journal, or just lay it all out and let the mismatched pieces come together and make something beautiful. Bit by bit, they'll all come together. And my sincere hope is that you get the confidence from this that I did, that you're able to see the low points and high five yourself for walking through them, and that you're able to celebrate the wins, big and small. So don't worry about what it sounds like. Just do this as an exercise. And then next episode, we'll be looking at some of the how-to behind actually sharing that awesome story of yours. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be.